Hello Broncos country. We're here for another draft profile from Mile High Broncos podcast at Fans First Sports Network. My name is Tim Lynch and I have Chris Hart here with me today and we're going to be talking about um, our final running back draft profile of this podcast run ahead of the 2023 NFL draft uh, later this week. We've got Devon A-Chain running back from Texas A&M. Uh, he's five foot eight and a half, uh, 188 pounds, so super small uh, running back. But oh boy, is he a speedster! Uh, four three two forty. Um, seems like he'd be a kind of a the kind of guy who'd be an electric on the field, uh, provided you know he he survived contact. Uh, but what can you talk tell us about Devon, uh, Chris? Sure, uh, he's easily probably the most electrifying back in the whole entire class. And I know that I start every prospect profile kind of talking about their prep history or whatnot. Um, he, in high school, he had over 7,000 all-purpose yards and 110 touchdowns. He's been productive anywhere he's went. Uh, his first season as a freshman at Texas A&M in 2020, obviously the COVID-shortened season, uh, he only played in six games, but he averaged 8.5 yards per carry, had four touchdowns and averaged 20 yards a reception and had 100 yards on five receptions with an additional touchdown. So right away, even though it was a short and sweet season due to the pandemic, everyone with the Aggies could see the potential he had as a running back. And in his second season as a sophomore, he uh, did very well. He only had 130 uh, carries, but he had nearly 1,000 yards and averaged seven yards per carry with an additional 10 touchdowns total and was a over 1000 yard all purpose back there. Uh, he had his best season of his career this last year as a junior with the Aggies and had 1100 rushing yards, averaged 5.6 yards per carry, had eight touchdowns, but also caught the ball 36 times for 200 yards and three touchdowns. Um, like you had said, uh, there's very few backs in this draft that have the speed that he does. And he's a, a track athlete as well. He's a world-class track athlete. So that 4.32 speed is something you can't teach. It's something that teams are going to covet. And it's something that the Broncos offense desperately needs. So that's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of him. Uh, he catches the ball extremely well. He's got experience as a returner on both punts and kickoffs. He's had a couple of kickoff returns uh, for touchdowns uh, in his collegiate career. So, you know, obviously the Broncos have kind of struggled for years now trying to find uh, a return specialist, even though they had used a, a fifth round pick on Montreal Washington out of Sanford last year. He didn't really do a great job. I, I apologize. I can't remember the young man's name that they had brought in from the Texans to kind of help that cornerback and also be a return specialist. Uh, but adding someone like A-Chain into the mix there, uh, given his speed and his returnability, wouldn't be bad at all. Um, you know, he's a small guy, but he's still incredibly productive on inside runs. Uh, the one thing that he can do, and I know that we talked about Eric Gray previously, you know, as a compare and contrast between prospects we've talked about. If you're talking about a running back who has elite ability to get to the perimeter on outside zone runs to uh, stretch the field and get to the perimeter and, and take it to the house, a chain has that. Very few running backs in this draft have that. 
another comparable thing to Gray that fans are going to like listening to this podcast is he doesn't put the ball on the ground either. Uh, he's very good uh, at securing the ball. The only big questions that I'd have with him is, you know, being 5'8 and only 185 pounds, he's going to have that world-class speed, but how much of a workload can he handle in the NFL? Is he going to be someone that can be a bell cow? Probably not. But with Sean Payton being our team's head coach uh, and being an offensive mastermind, he's just one of those players that, wow, he has speed you can't teach. He's got premier receiving ability. Out of the backfield, the AM had him line up in the slot as well. If you have the opportunity in this draft to take a player who can literally take it the distance anytime he touches the ball, uh, push your chips into the middle of the table and bet on that. And that's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of Devon Chain. I think yeah, he'd be a great pick. Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Darren Sproles right now, five six, hundred ninety pounds, very similar in stature. He had 23 total rushing touchdowns, 32 total receiving touchdowns, and 11,000 return yards with nine returns for touchdowns. Like, like that's the kind of guy you you'd hope you'd get, right? From from a guy like uh, Devonta Chain. Is that is that a good comp in in terms of what we should hope he could turn into? Uh, Sproles was a little bit more compact, being shorter, and had a little bit more weight onto him. But as mm -hmm. far as being a versatile player who can contribute. And as a rusher, as a receiver, or as a return specialist, uh, from that aspect, yes, uh, uh, there's some similarities there. I don't know with you know how things have changed in the NFL with some of the the return type stuff. Um, you know, the days of having true like elite returners just doesn't seem to be there anymore. But a uh, uh, diverse running back who can contribute in those three facets of the game comparable in that manner. And, you know, with uh, the 67th or 68th selection, if you can get, you know, teams, you know, a lot, a lot of fans don't think this way when we're talking about draft picks, but having guys who can play special teams and have experience playing special teams absolutely matters in draft rooms, because if you're not going to start right away, and if you're not going to be a sub package defender or, you know, a role player or whatnot, you're going to have to make a mark on special teams. And at the very least, uh, Devon Chain would come in and fight for the top return spot on this team. But there's no doubt that with Sean Payton's creative genius that he's going to have an opportunity to make plays as a runner and as a receiver on this team. And uh, this is diversity and various skill sets uh, are, are important to have, and he has them. So maybe more of a Trendon Holiday type without the fumbles <laughs> or their muff punts, maybe. Uh, well, I mean, Trendon Holiday was just. I mean, I mean, he was he was five five, but he was also one sixty nine. So so sure. size wise, they're s similar in terms of build, but he also ran a four three forty. Yeah, so well, physically, yeah, world class speed is, is the major parallel between those two. But you know, this uh, a chain's a really instinctive runner, and he. He doesn't have power, but just taking angles and setting up defenders and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm a little bit worried with his tackle-breaking ability at the NFL level just because he is so small. But when you watch his highlight reels or, or watch game film on him or whatnot, he does a really good job of just putting defenders in a blunder and setting them up just to just for failure. Um, just juking them. Just juking them, man. I mean, 
I would have to say, you know, if you watch like 90 seconds of one of the clips in my article within like the first 90 seconds, you're going to see like 10 missed tackles just by guys eating grass, eating turf and like trying to trip them up by a shoestrings, you know, and it just it's, it's hard to come up with comparisons for certain players just because there's not many guys that possess the speed that he, that he does. Um, you know, with, with Eric Gray that we had talked about the other day, it was a little bit easier because uh, I just saw a little bit of Miles Sanders in him from scouting or whatnot, but a change is a, a really unique player who can do a lot. And, you know, I know that we've talked about a lot of running backs, but his ability to take it to the house to really help the offense out. He sounds like a guy Sean Payton would be able to. Oh, absolutely. Create opportunities for. <laughs> right, right. I mean, just, you know, and we've had this back and forth, you know, with players. There are certain things that you can't teach, and there are things that you can teach. Uh, the things that he needs to get better at, you know, one of the concerns I did have with the chain when watching him is obviously he's such a fast runner and he's such an explosive athlete. When, when you do have him or utilize him in the passing game, you know, you need to concentrate and have that ball secure in your hands before you step forward and kind of make the moves. It just seemed like he was kind of would have some additional uh, lapses in concentration because he was maybe thinking too much about what he was going to do before securing the ball. But man, like having him in motion, swinging him out wide, putting him in the slot, having him, you know, be an outlet out of the backfield in addition to being uh, a runner and, and Denver invested a lot of money this offseason with uh, Mike McGlinchey and getting Ben Powers in there on their offensive line. What better way to make the most of limited draft selections by getting a guy this talented to help uh, and, and multi-faces for your team, just not just as a runner, as a receiver, but as a returner. And uh, you hit the three R's there, and, and that's value. And uh, he might go higher than 67 or 68, but I would have to believe. And I think Dane Brugler did have him mock to us in his last mock draft. Uh, it's just like a no-brain fit. Like, it's a match made in heaven. And I think Broncos fans should be really, really excited about Devonta Chain being a, a, a potential Denver Bronco. And if he's on the team, I, I mean, I think we're going to we're gonna have some excitement in the Mile High City, and we haven't had that in a while. I, I honestly can't think of the last time we had a good offense. Was it the year before the Super Bowl, before Manning? Kind yeah. of went, I mean, and how – what was that? I think the Rams, the Rams game – Eight years was. ago? Yeah, the Rams game <laughs> broke broke Peyton. That's when he kind of was sick that day, and he just was never the same after that game. But you know, in 2014. But yeah, I mean, I think when you when you're talking about laps lapses and concentration, you know, I, I saw a lot of that with Jerry Judy. You know, he would he's such a great route runner, and you just destroy opponents and then just drop the ball. And I think it, the same kind of situation where he was already thinking about what he was going to do next. Cause he knew he was wide open and he just needed to get the, you know, he was going to catch the ball and he was going to make another 20, 30 yard game. But, you know, I think he's, we saw late last season, Judy kind of come into his own and he started, started to realize he, steps, you know, catch the ball. Then, you know, you can't just, the, the lapses in concentration were, were really hurting him. And I think a lot of fans turned on him because of it, but I never lost, hope because there's things you can't teach can't teach the ability judy has to just destroy people in route running so right you know the same kind of situation here where this guy's uh 
Devonta Jane has so much speed, you know, it, I just can't see a situation where Peyton doesn't create so many opportunities for him to just yeah. do I things. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it might not seem like a lot of offensive reps just because, you know, maybe, you know, in this offense we're hoping to get 60, 65 plays a game more than the 50 or so that we've been getting. But <laughs> a player that a player that special, um, like I said, it might not seem like a lot, but filtering 12 to 15 different looks for him in a game, you know, with four three two speed, any of those chances that you give him could be a touchdown. It, yeah. it, it could very well be, and and you can't say that for every back in this class. You can't say that for every receiver in this class. There are just some things in football that can't be taught, and, and teams are just going to be absolutely salivating at the and, prospect of having him on the team. And I mean, Peyton, especially, I, I'd have to think he'd be like, you know getting my sources wherever in Texas at AM. anyone who knows Jimbo Fisher, like, let's talk about this kid. Like, is he the real deal? What can he do for us? Like, let us know. I mean, I think and when the- it comes, comes down to it, they're going to look at that sort of stuff and try to figure out the football character and that sort of thing. But he, he checks, I mean, he checks all the boxes that you want in a player besides just being small. And that's the thing the Broncos are missing most on offense is a home run thread. You know, you'd hope KJ Hamler could be that guy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, they don't have somebody that can just blow the game wide open, you know, and they don't have, they don't have an X factor in their backfield. I mean, and and Jerry Judy, I think Jerry Judy with competent quarterback playing consistency from Russell Wilson and just having them, you know, more efficient offense altogether. I mean, Jerry Judy is a player with a first round pedigree and all world athlete who can be a game changer. But as far as what they have in the backfield right now to really diversify that offense and take it to the next level, they don't have that. And a chain is he he would provide that. So that's one of the reasons why he, he is one of my, if not favorite players, just playmakers in the draft and Denver would be lucky to have him. Awesome. Well, I think we'll we'll wrap things up there. And that was our last running back review on these podcasts. You can catch Chris's um, actual written profile on milehighreport.com. Uh, went live today, so you can check that out. And uh, we'll come back tomorrow, wrap things up. We're gonna we're gonna talk about a tight end and close things out before we go with the craziness of the draft. My favorite time of the year, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but you know, we'll. we'll We'll talk again tomorrow. Have have a great day and go Broncos.